0: Good evening and welcome to episode 16 of Football Revisited. Unfortunately, we're not at full strength this week as Rob has failed the late fitness test. But no matter, three of us are going on strong. How are we gents? Good week?
1: Very good. All good, thank you. Yeah, all good, yeah. yeah. Sims
0: has done his shopping, so everything's good in the Sims household.
1: I walked around just trying to think of my uh, draft topic, just trying to think of players. So when they
0: say men
2: can multitask, I don't know what they mean. (laughs) Okay. There
0: are other supermarkets available,
1: just
2: <laughs> Getting ideas from the frozen peas. You
1: can tell that uh, life's going well for me at the moment because I'm no longer an elderly guy. I'm an elderly guy at the moment.
0: <laughs> oh, dollar, dollar, dollar.
1: Wait, rosy, here we come.
0: <laughs> right. Um, this week, we're going to give some love to some teams that not we don't talk about, but I think in general, people don't really talk about and that is Leicester and West Ham, who are currently both in the top four, amazingly, in February of the season. Um, I think if we start with Leicester, um, my question is, I, I kind of look at Leicester now and think it's not really surprising that they're in the top four consistently or right there or thereabouts. I think they've... How many seasons have they been in the Prem notes? Six or seven? Somewhere yeah. around there. And it just feels normal. I mean, you look at that team, and it's it's brilliant. But um, Sims, I come to you first. Any surprises with Leicester, or are they kind of where they should be?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say surprised. I mean, last year they did really well, and then they had that you know real epic drop off. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, it was obvious last year that there was a team there. Um, and then I suppose you look at it, you think Ben Rogers is clearly a good manager. I think I do feel a bit for Ben Rogers. I feel like. His time at Liverpool, I mean, I, I wanted him. Everyone wanted him gone
2: by the end. It, it just run its course. Um, yeah. But it yeah, it just show, did, I guess didn't work out. Did it? No, just exactly. Not not because of him in particular. Just it wasn't in the right time, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: It kind of ran its course. I, I, I just think it's really, I think it's really good for all managers to see that do you know what, once you you know you can kind of hit that point where it goes wrong, but you can build this up. Or, you know, you could argue when he's not back at a club like Liverpool, but. Know, take Leicester to a good level And I look at the other clubs now The top clubs who would be leading a manager And in fairness to him I think he's he, he's in with a shout For
2: all of them So celebrate them, well done Very good do you think um, Well we were talking yesterday about kind of Teams who get promoted and how long it takes them To establish themselves as a Premier League club yeah. I think Leicester are now at the point where they've Established themselves as A top six Premier League club I think they aren't after the season now they will be seen as kind of how everton was seen when we were growing up as that kind of mm. first team outside the top four yeah. and i think they need a few more seasons before they kind of are spoken about in the same breath as united city liverpool chelsea um mm. but i'd say they're sorry but they're in the same bracket as and oh, spurs yeah. as arsenal um in terms of the reputation and i think players looking to come to the premier league if those three clubs are coming in, Spurs, Arsenal, and Leicester, hmm. yeah. player, I wouldn't be surprised them choosing Leicester over the other two. Whereas yeah. about four or five years ago, you would never say that. Do
1: you know? I... Sorry, just, do you know you say that? I think he's completely right. And yet, I don't know if it's because you've grown up with it and it's like a change to the auto natural order. Because I, I completely agree with everything you said. But I just I cannot grasp in my mind the idea of. And Arsenal going for someone and Leicester. And then a guy going, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I
2: think I'll go Leicester. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't it, doesn't... it shouldn't be right. like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't be like that. But, but you know, I, you look at it... well Leicester bad Arsenal not
1: it? Exactly, yeah. But you look at the training round. I mean, that's what a lot of players say now, isn't it? It's like, you know, with oh, a lovely
2: training round, nice stadium, these things. They've got all that now. So, like you said, they've arrived. And the style of play as well. It, like, if you're a player who actually cares about that kind of thing... I think Roger's actually said in the interview um, either in January or start season when he was saying about how they look for players and they said we're not going to attract them through money because the clubs were in the same pool as us can offer more. But one thing we can offer is being able to put them into the team where we will like do everything we can to help them the right way. And I think players, who are like money wise, it's a motivation for a lot of players, but for some players it is. As long as I'm getting a decent wage, I care about my football. I think it's the right place for... Like James Madsen, I think it's a perfect club for someone yeah. like him. Harvey Barnes is shining. Um, yeah, I think good times for Leicester. Good young team. One big question mark is replacing Vardy. If they yeah. if they can get that right, then, yeah, it's a good, good few years ahead. I,
0: I completely agree. I, and with the Spurs thing, I, I looked at it and go... I was having this conversation with somebody in work, and... Because I think there's rumours going around that Daniel Levy's looking at Brendan Rogers. If I'm Brendan Rogers, I am going nowhere near Tottenham. I'm going, yeah. why the hell would I go there? Leicester, he's probably He's unlikely to get sacked unless things fall off dramatically. I don't see him getting rid of him. And like you said, he's such a young team. The only thing I would say is, you look at like the leaders in the team. So you got your Vardy's. He's 34, but Christy plays like he's 27. And then you've got like people like Schmeichel, who's you know I know he's a goalkeeper but he's getting on a bit now and he
2: Wes Morgan still at the yeah. club
0: yeah. yeah Johnny Evans you know he's he's in his mid 30s so there are a couple of things but I, I wouldn't be surprised cuz I, I was watching them against Aston Villa I think the start was they've soaked... no they bought players for like 35 million in total a bunch of players and they sold them for like 150 and I mean if you're trying to grow your club and trying to get up the league and like you said trying to get to that next step that's exactly how you do it yeah. And they just had the blueprint. for... I know they won the league, but
2: forget about that for now.
0: But just in it something is general.
2: something. Yeah, you can use the league win because yeah, just uh, it's since I mean, then they went back backwards step and they, they had the mid table finish and they've kind of started yeah. again from there. And they even less they've played them. They've put the league win to one side. Where a lot of clubs I think would focus on that and drop down and be like, oh well, we've had our day. Mm. But they've gone again. Credit to them.
0: I, th- oh, I just heard about it as well. I think their fans are really important as well. Because you never hear about Leicester fans complaining, going, why aren't we challenging for the title again? Or, you know, we should be definitely top four every season. They seem like quite level headed
2: fans considering yeah. all the success they've had. So, on I the point about a- the signings, about mm. like replacing players, I'm thinking like the one name I have had there when, while well, you're saying it was Harry Maguire. Yeah. I'm selling him for 80 mil. And I'm seeing players like Johnny Evans, mm. especially as Wesley Fofana. I'm seeing them do for Leicester what I never saw Harry Maguire do for Leicester. Yeah. Like, let alone what he's doing for Man U, which is stinking the place out. Actually, what these they're doing at Leicester, Maguire yeah. was solid at Leicester, but Evans and Fafana look absolutely next level, like as a partnership together. And, see, until last season, they've yeah. got players who can really push on.
1: I think um, the, the difficulty they've got now... Obviously, the big one is Vardy, and I think it's it's almost an impossible thing to do. You can't replace him, I don't think. You've just got you to change the way you are. Um, but then it also, it comes... The narrative changes as well. So the type of player you go for obviously changes. So you can then look at maybe the higher echelon player. But then, while doing that, it becomes harder to negotiate then. It becomes harder to keep your players because you've got to pay them a bit more. Mm. And then, so it's just like... It's it's a really good place to be as a club because obviously you're only going one way and that's up, but with that you become it becomes the added challenges, um, and I think that that's quite interesting really as like cause I know like but I know you're like me, you quite in that side of football. It's interesting to see you now how it goes for them maybe three four years if they can sustain this, because for example someone like James Madison who's been linked with all the top clubs, well you yeah. could you could argue and tell him well look you know there's no need to go, like you can achieve that here you yeah. can get England caps by playing first you can get you know we can challenge for the cups and you know okay I don't want to say they can challenge for the because I don't think you know they need near that but you, you can say to them that we can have European runs you can play yeah. Champions League nights but with that comes the other thing so it's quite interesting to see how they cope with that yeah do they stick with the system of getting James Justin from Luton Town
2: yeah,
1: and look at still try and get them that type of buy um, or are they going to start looking you know Bundesliga maybe top top 10 teams in England. We'll
0: see. Mm. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I think you look at it, every single sign, most sign-ins that they've done have worked out. I mean, the only ones I can really think of are the backup strikers that they've gone for, like people like Slimani, people like that who obviously didn't work.
2: It was um, that first period after yeah. the league win, like replacing the Cantes, the Maras, yeah. like the f- replacing those initial players. It didn't go well to start with. Mm-hmm. Then the second goal that they are doing it, yeah, they've yeah, that's worked out.
0: Yeah, I kind of hope that they don't fall into the trap of going, okay, now we're Champions League club. Let's start paying double the amount we would have paid that got us here in the first place, because I think ultimately a team like Leicester can't sustain that sort of wage bill, signing bonuses, all that type of thing, an actual transfer fee. So yeah, I kind of hope because I think it just shows as well how much talent there is out there if you actually look. I don't know yeah, about the scoped in team. A yeah. Yeah. Because the amount of sign-ins I've worked out for Leicester, it's no coincidence that most of them have worked out. there's, there's got to be something out in the scoping team. let um,
2: yeah.
0: to see what's going on. But no, what in terms of this season, are we thinking they're a shoe in for top four? Do you do you see them having any problems like they did last season?
2: I will not say yes, but I also said yes last season. Yeah. I, I
1: personally don't see that. any ones are shoe in to be quite frank. Like I, I, I'm. I really don't think anyone's that good that they can. That I can turn around and say, oh, they are guaranteed. I mean, I think they got a very good chance. Just like I think Man United have got a very good chance. But I, I mean, they got as good as chance as everyone else. That's what I say. Yeah.
0: You know, I'll um, be honest. I'm a bit more. I I wouldn't say definitely, but I I probably say I'm eighty percent sure they probably get top four purely because. If you think about it, like there's all this talk with Liverpool rightly so many injuries they've had. Leicester have had a lot of injuries this season, which has kind of got under the radar. You know, and it, to be honest, they have been quite lucky. Like Pereira's come back, James Justin does his knee. So, you know, it balances itself out. But yeah, they've coped quite well with people being out. You know, Vardy was out for a few weeks. You know, yeah. they've done okay.
2: For fun, I know. So, but yeah. as soon as coming back. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know, um, I, I think they'll be okay. I think last season will benefit them in terms of they know what they need to do now to not let what happened last season affect them this season. But, do, you know uh, what I, yeah. do you
1: know what I find a bit strange with them? It, it's like a weird way. Right? So I remember watching them last year and they were a great team to watch. They were brilliant to watch. And then they tailed off badly because they had that bad run of form and obviously that ended up costing them. But I, I, I almost want to say they played better last year than they did this than they are doing this year. But what they're doing this year is... When they have these moments, and I look at the Liverpool game the other day, it was a perfect example. They were awful for 70 minutes. Absolutely awful. They got played off the back. But then when they had that sniff, when they had those moments, they could take them. And I, I almost find that's what they've done. Because, you know, you look at some of the results they've had this year. They've lost a home to Fulham. They've lost a home to West Ham. Um, so, like, they've had these, like, little bad little games. And, and then on top of that, then I think of other games where they haven't really been competitive, but they've got a point here, or they've, got, they've nicked a win but it's because they play in those moments. And I actually think it's quite nice to see in a way because you think, well, there is some well, like, there is some another level to go. It's not like you can say, oh, well, we've played our best we can get. This is as good as it can get for us and we've just scraped off four. Yeah. If they get off four, they can genuinely say, oh, good, but we can be better than this. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you are a Leicester fan. Definitely,
2: yeah.
0: I think they're in a little sweet spot today. I think it could go either way where, you know, they've got, like we said, they've got a couple of older players. If the recruitment's not quite right, they could tail off top 10 team whereas if it goes the other way you know about saying they're title challenges because yeah i don't know I, I don't see that but definitely consistent top four team no sorry you can ask as the last one sorry last really i mean i think most Leicester i think fans for be like, any team that's all you can work. ask for I mean, well
2: yeah yeah true. get consistent top four and then because by getting top four you are putting up a title challenge yeah to a point yeah. and then it's just about keeping up with Man City would be this season I think uh, next few years you're always going to have the one runaway Mm. and it's just about keeping up with them like Sim said earlier I don't think they're like close to the conversation of being like oh one or two players and they could win the league then they're not at that level but I look at them and look at like the Arsenal Spurs then also the uh, Liverpool at the moment definitely and Chelsea Man U and I think hmm there's not much between them. No. You can't predict the game It's quite good them.
0: for the league, I think. I think it is. I was thinking about it earlier. You look at it and you go, like when we grew up watching football, it was the top four. You know, the yeah. build-up for games, it was oh, the battle of the top four. It was only four or five teams. Whereas now, you can say there's at least, well, I don't know, eight eight teams, you could argue? Nine? Ten, maybe?
2: So I think... 20, yeah. go
1: all in. Not <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not Sheffield.
1: Okay. Sean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Dykes is brutally in the few yeah, places. That's hey, what I'm hearing from this.
0: If the takeover Is you know, legit and it all goes through who knows, ten years' time.
1: <laughs> it, but you know what it does as well? It, you know, we speak about so we were saying, you know, when we we were in that like golden era, we were the you know, the early twenty tens and, and then the late two thousands where well even the mid two thousands, and like you said, there was the top four. So when you were the builder for the Arsenal Man United game or you were the builder for maybe Chelsea Liverpool. Yeah that game would be built up huge and then it would peter out to be a nil 0 yeah. Fergie looked at it and Fergie, you know, like I'm finished, we all agree, Fergie you know, is the man in it. He's clearly, quite frankly, clearly the greatest manager that's been in England. And he would generally every year just step up and go, right, I'm going to go away from home against all these top teams. If I get a point, brilliant. If I get a nil 0 I'll take it. And I will try and nick a winner to a home I will beat everyone else. Yeah. And that's where the games ended up, isn't it? Like, you think about it. The games are pretty average, really. But no. no. well, at least now, it's like Leicester are going to Old Trafford and thinking, oh, we can get a result here. Spurs, no. they went to Manuel Like this other year went 6-1. Now, granted, that doesn't happen every year. But, you know, these yeah. results, OK, the games open up far more. Than, like, the only game I look at now, and I think both teams are so petrified of losing and they never play out, is Man Liverpool. Yeah. Other than that, I think every
0: other game tends to be pretty open. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I don't think you can even, most matches can't really plan. Like Fergie used so you can't go, oh, I'll try and get a point here. Because there's so many tough games now. It's just yeah, like, well, I think we should have to play well that, and
2: see what happens. You said on previous podcasts, I don't think defending is as good anymore, in general. But, uh, and I think that comes into it as well. Because you look at the teams Fergie would be relying on, like the Ferdinand yeah. Vindic and like you're not getting past them if they don't if Fergie sets up to not lay past them. Which to be fair he didn't we're making out as if he was like a marine or he wasn't. Like he would still play go go away from home, two up top and Rooney and Ronaldo would be there. Like right. they'd still have all the tools to blow you away four nil if the game went that way. But yeah. yeah, it was just that thing of first forty minutes, first 45 minutes, we're not taking the risks. Yeah. And then if it opens up, then they would. And I think that's what Fergie was classed at is just Knowing when to attack, knowing when to defend, knowing when to go and not play for nil-nil, but not take the risks. And Diane Evel
1: says it, doesn't he, all the time about how Ferg used to say, you know, you get to you get to Anfield, you stay in the fight for a half hour. First half yeah. hour, you just literally stay in the game. I mean, how How many times have we watched? Um, I remember Joe, John O'Shea did it one year, Rooney did another year, Fernando. Ninetieth minute, didn't it? At Anfield, and they get up and pop up and score the like Yeah, you know, it's just. You know, that's not luck, is it? It's just, that's by, it's not by design. Obviously, you'd rather score earlier, but it is partly design. But I also yeah. agree, you know, one thing I will say as well that makes it almost impossible to do these days is, and I, I, I'm not going to go further than this, but it's pretty clear, you can't do that these days because you can't rely on the fact that you're not going to give away a stupid pen for something yeah. that's like completely innocuous yeah. or that there's some stupid decision going to go against you. Do you get me? Like,
2: yeah. that's another reason you can't do it. And rely on just the game being just about the football yeah
0: and teams are better and they attack more so then if they're doing that it's more likely a decision might get made because obviously they're in the box more often um yeah so no i, I completely agree um let's move on to West Ham who are also having an incredible season now i will say i don't know if i said it on a recorded podcast that's uploaded but i may have that i thought West Ham would finish like, I thought they'd be in a relegation battle, basically. I thought they'd finish 17th, 16th.
2: 15th. On that same episode, I must have said West Ham would be top four at this point in the season. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no I, along with me, I think they've surprised everybody. Um, did anyone see this come in? Did anyone even see them getting top top 10? Where where West Ham sitting with you.
2: Um, I, th- I think around mid-table, breaking top 10. Because I think when we had the conversation, We gave us, and I think at that point, Southampton, Villa, and West Ham were the kind of three teams that you wouldn't have said to be a top team. Were kind of hmm. in the six, seven places, and I know Villa were the team I kind of back to be the one out of the three to do the best. Um, so, based from there, I'm not surprised. Well, I am surprised they're top four. I'm not surprised they're doing well, um, but I didn't see it going this well. No, it's nice for Moyes. I think. Moist well, to the same conversation as kind of Rogers in a way that he's had a bad few years. Yeah. But he's kind of bringing back the reputation he had for the job he did ever Everton.
0: Definitely. Sims?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with what the Moist thing. I think, I
1: mean, look, it, I mean, everyone's had a pop over the years. I have definitely. I mean, I'm, especially with Manny did, who's clearly out, you know, wasn't wasn't the job for him, bless him but it is nice to see man just kind of rebuild their careers. Um, the only thing I will say, West Ham doesn't sit quite right to me. Is they get talked up a ton now, don't they? And I just think, oh, you know what? I, I don't see this being this being like a longevity thing. I think it's just a yeah. one-off. Everything's kind of working their way through. Enjoy it exactly, like, and, and I say I would definitely say enjoy it. If you're West Ham, I absolutely love. It. You know, like I'm all in on it. And do you know what? It is like you said. It's nice to see a team kind of pushing, but I just think, oh, do you know. I like yeah. um, do I think this is gonna last a few years? Absolutely not. I expect them next year to be tenth, twelfth. Uh, you know, especially if, if the fact you know, you think that they might get you up which yeah. you know, but I know you like you hate this, the West Ham way, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Once you get fans back in the state, yeah. And the, and this is another that's thing, and I think this thing. is this is something that's gonna to have to be sp- spoken about a bit now, is you know, it we will have fans back next year. And there's a lot of teams I think we're gonna have to change the way they play because over the last twelve months They've played a game, a type of football, which, quite frankly, will not be, you know, will not work with fans in that.
0: I West Ham. I think are the prime example of the benefit that COVID has had on football. Because I really, I wouldn't say guarantee, but pretty close to it, that they would not be in the position they are now if their fans were at that stadium. Because when fans don't like that stadium, first of all, there'd be all the riots about the board saying we want to go back to Upton Park. Is Upton Park even still up? Or has it been demolished? No, I think it's been yeah, a flat. It's now, gone. It? Yeah. Wow, oh
1: God, they can't go back.
0: <laughs> uh, I think things are going to flats left. if you want to
1: look yeah, back. because yeah, yeah, the thing is, it's like you said. It, they, they, so, like, they might be quite yet for when their team is winning, yeah. because that's fans. When in it, fans are chuffed, like, and they so like, I, I've got no doubt that I'm not saying we're not saying the West Ham fans would like be up in arms. No, when they're fourth, because they'd be like, actually, like, did. But the problem comes when. Like you, it's almost, it is almost like the Roy Hodgson thing we spoke of yesterday where yeah. the, you know, the expectation then becomes oh well you know we are a big club now we're yeah. going to go and win these games and then as soon as you start falling back to your mean you know, your average yeah. then all of a sudden then that's where things get ratcheted up a bit and I I just think oh you know like Arsenal's another one Arteta'll never be able to play the way he plays absolutely yeah.
0: never yeah. it it was complete opposite really it's Leicester like I said about their fans, their fans are pretty happy. Either way, they're just happy to be there. West Ham fans, you just know if they finish, Imagine they finished fourth. I got West Ham fan at work, and he belittles me all the time <laughs> when they beat Spurs. And I can just. I can, can, a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> recent, yeah. And you can just imagine those fans just baying for birds like you know, we want more, we want more. So yeah, I, I see Newcastle as what you ever said was it? was it 2012 where Newcastle finished fifth. Yeah, I see West Ham to. as yeah. yeah the part like it's that type of season where yeah brilliant finish top six, and next year you're probably down the bottom.
1: Because you know the other issue with it as well, you look at their performances. So uh, Liverpool went then all that long ago and won. It was three one I think the score was, and, but I mean it was pretty comfortable. You know they yeah. Liverpool dominated. I I remember watching Man United there start of the season. I don't know if you remember West Ham won a, and then there was that long ball which like, went out to play, came back in, goal was given. Yeah. And I think U won like 3-1 or 2-1 that day. But again, Man United, as soon as they got on top, just completely blew them away. Yeah. I've seen Chelsea this season do quite well against West Ham.
2: You know, like, when they have to do that step up, yeah. they're nowhere near it. They've got a couple of good players, but, like, the difference, we'll compare them to Leicester again. The players at Leicester, you can go, yeah. This team belongs here. You go uh, West Ham and you cool. haven't got that same feeling. They got a few players playing well, like playing at their level, like Declan Rice, I think is a very good player. But then they've also got other players like who are like having the purple patch of their careers. And Aaron Cresswell. Like, Aaron Cresswell. Um had to say Tom Suchek, but goal scoring wise, I'd say Tom Bowen. I know I like Bowen. Yeah, um Fabianski's thirty six. Um yeah. Goalkeeper. Dawson
0: at the back, I mean he's seems yeah. like he's rock solid. The players are gone.
2: Antonio even, like um, mm-hmm. he's causing problems for every single defence he comes up against this season. And I like Antonio, but he's not that level player. Yeah.
0: Just but. can I ask a quick question? Sorry. Because I don't I don't rate second-wise. Why do you rate second-wise? I'm not saying either of us are right or wrong. I'm just intrigued.
2: Uh, every every time, time I like watch him, I think he, I see, I, he makes a noticeable impact breaking up the plate. And there's a lot of defensive midfielders out there. Because that's where he is. I'm not picking him up to be like a box-to-box or a great centre-back. But a centre-defensive midfield, he breaks up the play and you watch a game and you know he's playing. A lot of defensive midfielders out there kind of a nowhere in the game. I, I've always noticed Declan Rice playing. And yeah. he plays drums in celebrations, which helps me know. <laughs> <with him.
0: laughs> I think my issue with him, I think he's just... Maybe it's the media. I think he's just a bit overhyped, like just generally. And like I'm not saying he's not a bad player. You know, he's obviously decent, but I-, I see him giving the ball away. Maybe we're watching different games because I see him giving the ball away quite a few times in games, especially for England as well. So I'm just like, mm, is this guy really that good? I don't know. I think. He is. I think we'll see.
2: If he goes to Chelsea, that, that will show. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If he goes to Chelsea, he'll give the ball away l- less than Engolo Kante. because I watched him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and Kante, I don't think he kept possession all game. He was wow. terrible. He didn't get
0: set. Did he get set? He get set he I watched
1: that? that game Hanson with right?
2: And honestly, God, it was so funny. Like every five minutes,
1: that's all we had was, I was, like, Kante giving the ball away again? He's he did it again.
2: Terrible. like, he wins the ball back, great, but he's the one that gave it away in the first place. I think, on I think he's been brilliant for the Premier League, but uh, <laughs> like, that game. Wherever Chelsea's last game was, who were they That's playing? Southampton, yeah. Oh my god! Like, yeah. I can see why he needs to be in a three as the anchor because he was in a two, so he was on the ball a lot more and a bit more further forward. and stood out. I,
0: two things: I feel sorry for him because I think he's only just come back from injury, so I'll give him Ben for the doubt. And two, he's been asked to play in so many different variations of midfield that like, he must be the kid. Oh, just please, just let me hold and do my job. Like I'm
1: not, I don't want really... to do all that. I don't really understand the whole obsession
2: the
0: Chelsea seem to have with playing him. I was like, yeah. it's like, like an eight a- or bo- something. Yeah, he's like a
2: box-to-box like, like tri- myth. <laughs> the boys, guy's
0: good at one thing.
2: I need to stop you. Stuart Dallas has scored. <laughs> wow. I'm going to win my fantasy football game if Leeds keep clean sheet.
0: Amazing, news, yeah. <laughs> Chef Because <Chef laughs>
2: oh.
0: that means I'll go top, because Steve will
1: lose.
2: Sorry, guys. Sorry. No, yeah, that's fine.
0: We're, we're making a weekly thing update. <laughs> and
2: just
1: for anyone listening, um, because obviously they've updated you on their game, I will remain in fifth
2: of the contention, just plodding away. Well, I'm in sixth yeah. and I'm in contention, so I have no idea how this works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Something just popped in my mind because um, it was on MF. Just just quickly, what do we think about the Hudson odoi instant? Does this sit well with you? Is it just one of those things? What do you <laughs> feel
1: it's on? A part from to say, look, they're all adults, it is what it is get on with it, but i i will always come down with it as a player I think I think for example, when I was rugby if I was to go on and then get hooked again, yeah I, it just wouldn't sit right to me at all no. like I hated it going off only really. anyway yeah you get me? so it just it just wouldn't sit well at all so and I do think it is an, um, bad you know like I was watching that game i I just I comments after the game, i will be honest. Really I, I, thought, shape of I thought, yeah, I mean He yeah. said me about like, oh, he wasn't in the right group, he wasn't in the rhythm of the game. And I'm just like, well, what do
0: you expect? Just come on.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. I like give him, you know, like it's not you know, it's it's an idea of like confusing just because someone's not like running around like a head of chicken, doesn't automatically mean they're not engaged in the game.
0: Yeah. Um, I d I don't know if you, I don't think you two watched MF. That's like to do, but um apologies if you did, but they they, they talked about this. And Cargo was just like, I got some clips and I really can't see where the issue was. It was a once or twice he like stopped running for like two seconds. So, I mean, unless you're being that pedantic. But Thomas tuco has got this, I wouldn't say reputation, but he's had a few instances with the higher ups in clubs where he hasn't got on. And to me, it was the classic, I've just come into a club. Maybe he's seen some things he doesn't like in the dressing room. I'm going to put a stamp down on something. I just, I'm just going to pick someone and put my foot down. I think CLP it's that players
2: right? That that that's what I think it is. To a lot of it, managers you? do that. And yeah. I think the one that comes to my manager is Mourinho. Yeah. Like, that's he, he's always oh, yeah. done that. Like he did a Schweinsteiger World Cup winner, Champions League winner. And he's he was his man-new target. And I think it probably is that. But I wouldn't be surprised, but like you said there, if it was something he's seen, not from the game itself, but maybe in yeah. training or in the build-up to the game, and then he's gone, right, I'm not going to have a word with you here. I'll do it on the pitch in front of thousands, um, mm. thousands watching home, and then really teach you a lesson. Yeah. And apparently they've had a chat since, everything's fine. So if it's that and Hudson Dice goes next weekend, then Tuchel's a genius. You know, that, that's, yeah. It's a, it's a risk free move. Yeah, that's management for
0: you. I, I think because he's new as well, they'll kind of give him a benefit of the doubt. I did find it interesting because Cusper had said if front club, did that, you would have got absolutely slated, especially if they drew or lost the game, which
2: I kind of agree with. Towards the end, yeah, but in, in your first two, week or two, uh, yeah, yeah. I think managers can get away with a bit more. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree.
0: Um, Well, we got a little bit of time so I'm going to ask a question that's been f- funny enough, we just spoke about a fancy football, and we've just seen well, we've heard this week about the Jack Grealish thing, and there's a bot in Norway that's, you know, Reading people's fantasy football lineups for certain teams. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, <laughs> wish, I, knew. I, knew, I wish I knew about this. <laughs> yeah. would have had a few league titles in my belt by now. Um, what's our kind of general thoughts on this? Because I think I read earlier that Guardiola calls it unprofessional, you know, it's unethical. For me, I think that's a bit too strong. But what do you guys, were your initial thoughts on that whole story? Uh,
1: yeah. Do you know what? i have actually surprised myself. with This I actually kind of agree with Guardiola, and the reason I do is, um, Keenan Trippier, for example, yeah, he got he got banned. If I um, banned didn't he, for like ten weeks for basically say yeah. telling his mates I'm going to move, so Perpeton,
0: yeah,
1: Daniel Sturridge was exactly the same. He got banned for it, mm. and I, I think it, I don't agree with the level of secrecy Premier League clubs have. I think it's I think it's really strange. Yeah. The fact that they're not. I've said this numerous times. I think we Rob have me saying this for the last three weeks, actually, on this pod. Yeah. But if it's actually there, then I don't see why, as players, you were doing it. I remember Andrew Robertson saying the other day that he took out someone on his team. And I'm just like, why did you have him in your team? Like, why are you playing? Like, honestly, I, I, and I know, it, I know it doesn't happen, but I look and I think, like, for example, like, Rafinha's just going for Leeds. Imagine if you're a Southampton defender, right? And you've got <laughs> Rafinha in your team. Yeah. And it comes out. Like, not that I'm saying that you wouldn't let it happen, but it's just I would. Why, why give yourself <laughs> why give yourself that even even like the, the stupid punchless remarks
2: somebody will make? Yeah. Very and quick. so I think, you know what, yeah, no, they, there's no need for it. I'm the opposite, I think. I think it's harmless. I don't think I think if it was a bet and money was involved, then yeah, I think you would have those accusations of hold on and not real accusations either. I don't think anyone is genuinely thinking, like, no. this happening. But I think if money was involved, there'd be a lot more weight to any argument made. I think with it, it's a bit of fun. I I have no problem with it. Uh, my problem is, like Sim said, the secrecy. Things should be more transparent. I don't think it's fair Leicester spent, like, all week. Like, if Grealish has been out for four or five days in the build-up to the game, I don't think it's fair. An equal, I, I mean, it's close to the kind of Bielsa Spygate situation in terms of you are unethically cheating the opposition's pre-match setups because uh, Rogers went for two right backs in the Ixtania and Pereira in his lineup, and I'm sure he wouldn't have done that if he knew that Grealish was injured.
1: But sorry, do you saying that? Actually, Roger said though that he found they found out the day before.
2: Yeah, so, but if they had been no. tra- working on it for maybe three, four days. And oh, yeah, but like you said, like
1: it's that idea, though, isn't it? It's like I'm sure, like you said, you probably thought, well, we've trained this all week, we're going to stick to it now,
2: yeah. But
1: it's like, I don't know, it doesn't
2: seem right for me, like in terms of transparency. But back to the question of the actual fantasy football, I've got absolutely no problems with players doing it. I think it was stupid what they did, um, but it's hard to find the line between.
0: Like I, it, it, for me, it's it's not really negligent on their part because they're not expected to go. Oh well, some guy in Norway's got a bot set up that knows when I'm gonna transfer Jack Wheeler show to my team, so yeah. I shouldn't do. It. Like you said, it's just harmless fun. They were just unaware that these things go on, which is just mad in itself. Um, but I, I I tend to agree with you, a bit more. But I I think it just shows that. Like, do we really care? Like, come on. Like, everybody plays. I think one of the days where teams really set up to try and stop an opposition play. Like, obviously, it still happens, but I think the majority of teams just go, we're just going to play the way we play. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. I don't know many teams set up these days, on the whole, during the season, to stop a Jack in their shots, stop the opposition from playing. Most managers fancy themselves saying, my team will win, no matter who you put on the pitch. So, for me, it's just like, let's lighten up a bit. It's... Fancy football, just you
1: know, I find it hard to believe that in an era where analysis is so insightful and so deep, how far, you know, how look, how much they go. They got literally blokes, analysts, men and women who sit there and literally analyze a team for weeks and weeks in advance for the game, and that that they don't know already. Anyway, that's what I follow, eh? It? Yeah. It's like are we saying that these teams don't actually know already? For example. on a a just completely simplest way of it, I probably know what goes on in 90% of schools around my area, even though I don't work in them, because I am in that circle. Like, I'm in the education circle, so nothing can really happen somewhere without everyone else finding out. In the same way, the Premier League, I find it hard to believe that they don't know what's going on in every other club. So why are we kidding? Yeah. Do you get (laughs) me? It's a bit like the Virgil van
2: Dyke thing in Liverpool. Just say you're long in the for. Yeah. yeah, that's I don't really? understand what who, who who are you benefiting by keeping pointless secrets. Yeah. And it's injuries, it's it's everything like um no. No. Yeah, but it's they hide no, injuries. Yet. They hide yeah. kind of doing when they have the meetings over suspension, like when reviews and stuff. All you yeah. is overturned or not, you don't actually get the detail. And it's so much more they could be transparent about without affecting, like, en- like, anything. It would only benefit them if they were more transparent. Like, yeah. referees with mics. Just be more transparent with everything you're doing because yes. you're going to win more fans than you lose. Yeah.
0: I tell you what it's like. It's like us doing trades in draft, going, oh, I don't actually want to make a trade because if the player I've given away does well, I'm going to look like an idiot. And I think that's what it is with Premier League teams. Similar sort of principle. Oh, I don't want to give away my team on a Monday or Tuesday, because then if I lose the game, what's the first question going to be? Oh, well, the team knew what you were going to do. Yeah. This is why you lost. So, I, yeah, you're just making more error for yourself, really. Um,
2: cool, let's just carry on with fancy football and everybody chill out. Um, <laughs> and there. we are a minute away from me beating Stephen. 49-46, <laughs> made back 11 points in one night, thanks to James ward Prost and Stuart Dallas. What's
0: that, two wins in a row? Leave yeah, the title is still on.
2: I think so. I think so. Hey, you got me to catch, so we'll see.
0: Um, right, it's your draft. So tell us what it is and give us a question.
2: Right. So it's transfers that we thought were doomed to fail from the outset. So just transfers when they happened, you were sitting there just thinking, like, what the hell is going on? How is someone getting paid to think that this is a good idea? Um, the tra- It doesn't matter how the transfers worked out. If you were wrong, you were wrong if you right, great if maybe the transfers only just happened we'll see but basically transfers that you just had no faith in from day 1 um so um for the trivia to work out who goes first um i was watching an advert um and i thought oh this bloke looks a bit like this ex premier league footballer so i thought i'll make a quiz about him <laughs> So, you've got to guess who the footballer is. The first person to guess who he is will go first. Um, I've got clues about this footballer, and I will read one clue. And then, but you'll have a guess. Sims will have a guess. If you don't get it, I'll read another clue. And we'll keep going until <laughs> well, someone no, gets no, it? Then I'll start spelling <laughs> his name out. And the first person to finish it gets right. But, uh, so, clue number one. And, but you'll have the first guess in the first clue. Sims, you'll I have got the got first guess after the second clue if we get that far. I left the Premier League in the summer of 2020. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Um, if you want
2: to pass, you can pass. I,
0: I can't even think of anyone who left. Um, God.
1: I just realised as well, I was trying to think, oh, what footballers do advert? But we're actually oh. thinking of an actor who looks <laughs> like a footballer.
2: <laughs> <don't better> <laughs> There's the no, actor, no help whatsoever. No, exactly, yeah.
1: Um,
2: I think it was a shave in advert.
1: Good lord
2: if,
0: uh, I'll say I think
2: he left I don't think he's still there Marcus Rojo That's what I'll say Good guess Incorrect I think he <laughs> left in January Oh my okay. god um, I, 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 don't I, I didn't expect anyone to get it from this clue No Sims Good effort <laughs> Second clue I have played for three Premier League clubs Sims you love the first guess in this one
1: um, <laughs> oh, Good grief
2: I mean, three Premier League clubs, and looks like a guy who works for Gillette. Do you see him on your own ads earlier? You know,
1: I wish, I wish, I, I wish I paid more attention on the old uh, shaving cream and shaving
0: foam. Now, <laughs> yeah, I use Gillette. I know, I don't to watch the but...
1: no, All say three no. clubs are still in
2: the Premier League.
1: It might not be Gillette, but it might be some other facial product.
2: Sure.
1: Or it could be a female product. It looks like a female. Who knows? No more clues for me. Um three three Premier League clubs. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna pass on as well, I have no idea. Okay. I don't think, but in the
0: meantime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. The peak was Marcus Ruho.
2: I can't agree anyone else <laughs> after that. Um, right. I got Yeah, i go uh, on. Give the other clues. Sh- sure. Yeah, go on. Right. So I made it into my national team for the World Cup in twenty fourteen and Euro 2016, but I was never in the original squad. I was a late call up to injury for both.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, at least we know he's
1: European, but.
0: I want to say, I, I think he might be English. I think, did anyone
1: get up?
2: Additional oh. 15 caps, I'm sure he's got. One five. 15 caps It's not that many Considering he went to Two major tournaments No
0: Just just say, say for
2: 2014 World Cup Yeah 2014 World Cup And You were 2016 He no.
0: was
2: never The original
0: squad It's not the Ox No Because Igor yeah. Because Ross Barkley got injured In 2014 I'm sure he did Or maybe it was the Other way around I can't remember
2: Anyway Sims. Wow. Can we have his ethnicity? <laughs> um, That can be a future clue. I'm not going to give you any more on this clue. The reason I ask, but do you know the advert of the guy on the horse? Old Spice? Yeah, that Old one. Old
0: Spice. Yeah, yeah, I know the advert. It, it, that
2: was... Okay, I'll give you that clue. It's not old, the Old Spice advert. Oh, well, It can't be Andros. Oh, Andros wants to still in the prem anyway, so it can't be I'm going to go with GG rather than
1: Andros. we really? move on. we Being move old on. Spice?
2: Good shot, actually. Yeah. That's next week. <laughs> Pass him, yeah? Yes, definitely. we move on. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just keep passing it
0: until it's so obvious. What right.
2: Else? I'll give you the his position. Okay. A central midfielder. Do you want his nationality as well, or oh, not too much? No. Is, is it in football
0: terms? Is it an obscure nationality? It's a major. It's a major, major nation.
1: Okay. Say okay. so what you could give us. You could give us one of his clubs. Yeah. I gen- if, you're, I if you're a listener and you stuck with us
2: through this, fair <laughs> place, yeah. 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 They added three clues <laughs> <years> ago. Rob's <laughs> Rob's at home screaming.
0: Yeah, we're in too deep, though. We've got to get finished
2: here. Yeah, um, right. Centre midfielder. Uh, one. Oh, no, I can't. I can't give his club. Okay. I can't give his club. Any of his clubs, because he was uh, like...
0: Are they big clubs, would
2: you say? They're gradual. I'd say oh. one's a top... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. One's a top four club.
1: Yeah.
2: One's... I reckon just guess. Has he, our, got, has
1: he got a bit of stubble? Yeah. Staying on the fish or thing. Is he French? Yes. But what was the name of that guy who played for Man United and Everton? I can't remember his name.
2: Schneid- Schneiderman.
0: Oh, Morgan Schneiderlin?
2: Um, oh, Schneiderlin It's correct. You so both had right uh, together. He looks like a model. Yeah.
0: Uh, I Sim- do. Sims can have it. Cause
2: well played, boys. Well played. Uh, forgot That's my play. forgot. Draft, pretty, pretty no? just because I thought of who looks like a model in football. <laughs>
0: Andre Gomez, 100%. Um,
2: right, so I'll give one to Sims. Sims, you can go first and start off. Right, well, do you know what? Morgan Schneidling could
1: have actually been a shout for the game. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well, fairness. I'm going to stick um, on the centre mid theme. And there's a move that I've never understood. And I've got no doubt, well, I've got no surprise that it is an absolute dud of a move. So when you spend £34 million on a player, you expect I, a certain level of talent. You also expect a certain level of professionalism. (laughs) I just think that's a given. So, when you give a a 26, 27 year old male uh, 100k a week plus, you also do need that professionalism to not waste all that cash. So, this player, he was not only did he absolutely stink at his team, but he then got loaned to another Premier League team. And while on loan, his loan got ended because he suffered a season-ending ankle injury, and he got this ankle injury after having a fight in a nightclub, where, and this is my favourite part, I I apologise to this player if I haven't got his name right, but he tried to take home the girlfriend of League 2 defender, Cogorsi Nteli. And while trying to take her home, and then she said no, and then his mates found him, this player fell and ruptured his, Achille, um, ruptured his ankle ligaments. So, the player that I never thought was good enough for Chelsea was Danny
2: Drinkwater. Yeah. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. He's on the list. Shock. Shocking I... shock signing, really. Yeah. When you think about it, someone at Chelsea's gone, look, we can attract any player in world football. <laughs> Danny Drinkwater. Yeah. Let's get him
0: We've had yeah. some of the best central midfielders in the past decade. Theatry by Than quarter for a fee that once upon a time was seen as, you know, oh my God. The thing is,
1: if you think about it, they spent 34 million on him, 100 grand a week for, and he's been on there for about three years now. So, you, you know, you're talking a good few million on top there just on his wages. That's, that's eventually ended up being a 40 million pound sign in. Yeah.
2: Terrible, Easy. terrible sign where Where's yeah. he now? He's he's cast impasser. I mean, well, where the hell is that? Turkey. I was going say Turkey. Good grief.
0: Well, but brilliant. Brilliant. Um, he, he was on my list, so that was a very good pick. Um, I'm going to go for a player who was signed, well, not January, this transfer window before in the summer. Um, now, when this happened, I just thought, I, I can't believe you, you've gone for this this guy. No, he is young. I will say that. Um, he has got potential. But they bought him off playing one season where he scored a lot of goals, not even in the Premier League, in the division below in the Championship. And they had one good season. They needed to stay up next season and they go and buy an unproven commodity in Rian Brewster. Now, the- Sheffield United buying Rian Brewster, I haven't really got an issue with because you're buying a young talent. Fair enough. But for a team like Sheffield, in your second season in the Premier League, after finishing, but well, they finished ninth season before, 90. you spend £23 million on a 20-year-old who has had one decent season with Swansea. And there's no surprise that Sheffield are where they are now, because they've got, they had to replace Billy Sharp and Dave McGoldrick who over the hill anyway. All-in McBurney hasn't worked out, and Lee Morsett hasn't worked out either. So you're thinking, we've got four strikers, we need to buy goals. We need someone who's proven. And you go out and buy Rian Brewster.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I think I sat there really didn't Liverpool must have been going twenty three million. Well, thank you very much. We'll have some of that. It just it just makes no sense. And yeah. Somebody needs to get sacked at Sheffield because that was a bad, <laughs> bad transfer.
2: Yeah. I think the transfer in itself, in the right yeah. situation, yeah. could have been a good sign if they also in the same window went and bought someone who will score fifteen goals. Yeah. But as your main man, I agree. Yeah. It, it you buy him
0: for like ten million, and then you spend twenty five on, you know, somebody who's going to give ten, fifteen goals a season, keep you in the league. But
2: yeah, very I think I think that's it. Was the opposite for me. I think Kevin actually watched him a a bit more like Liverpool young youth games. I was actually excited for the transfer myself because I thought this could work out. And uh, yeah. so in not for what this draft is, I was wrong on a different level. A transfer I thought probably will work out and as it stands
0: hey I'm never right. know they'll go down maybe he'll tear it up in the championship get more experience comes back up you know as the next goal scoring the Premier League good-ups. the thing but, is
1: yeah, you know, he's already done it in the championship isn't he but I tend to agree with That made me laugh was as soon as you said unproven I knew because <laughs> I remember all summer you were saying yeah.
0: all summer I, oh, I was baffling absolutely baffling but there we are <laughs> sorry Sheffield fans if you ever listen as far as
2: Right. I wrote two down and none of those have been taken, so I'm glad. First one, I don't really need to give any explanation. I'll just say his name and I could end it there, Mario Balterley. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't need to go any further, if I will. And again, it's just mad that there's people out there getting paid a lot of money to plan these things. And this bloke or this committee of people's master plan to replace Lewis Sparrows is thirty one goals, I think so i seen before. Was that, yeah. Yeah,
1: was it.
2: It uh, was, I know Mario Bartelli's the guy for us. Ridiculous Fries my brain that someone thought that. Rogers a few days before they signed, uh, before he signed, said, "Oh no, we're not interested in him." Then, next thing, he's there, and Rogers saying he's risk worth taking. <laughs> I don't know who for, because <laughs> like it was never risk worth taking. He, he is going to bring one thing, trouble. End of. That's the only thing he was guaranteed to bring. Yeah, I've never watched him and thought oh he's a good player Um, he's had good spells and I think Nice is probably his best spell kind of since then but I've never and he had one game fittedly against Germany I think aside from that he is the most overrated player I think for the last 10-20 years in football absolute joke he was doomed to fail from day one and hardly surprising that it's ruined Gerrard's last season Liverpool player
0: two things. Didn't Brendan Rodgers joke in an interview? Sure as it with M&F saying, what's Barlow's early bring you? And he said trouble. And I'm not even a Liverpool fan, and I'm thinking there's bloody alarm bells right there. <laughs> yeah. And then the only goal he bloody scored for Liverpool was, of course, I guess <laughs> Tottenham at Anfield. So
2: I, I did have that in it. my little note, but I, <laughs> I won't do that. He's at the top he, the
1: he took a pen, penalty in the Champions League um, group stage where I think it was Ludogratz at home yeah, and it was late on, wasn't it, Burke? And he took the ball off another player, Hendo. Henderson. Henderson knew and yeah, and then he, and like you said, obviously he wasn't meant to take it, but he took it off him, and Henderson let him take it off him, and then he took it. But I remember the celebration afterwards; the whole game was marred by that.
2: Yeah, Henderson exactly. was captain on the day as well. It weren't like he's taking it off like a young player or something. Yeah. It was that Henderson is captain. Henderson is taking pens, and it's just. Which you see, players do that. I think Pogburn, and Rashford have had that so far. But if that's all, if that was the worst thing he did for Liverpool, I think we could go right, fair enough. I mean, that's not too bad. That was one of his better moments.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the winning
2: goal he <laughs> yeah. yeah. scored. Yeah,
0: Yeah, previously in that pre-season game for Man
2: City with Man City, didn't he? Do you remember that? Yeah, um, Where he got
0: taken off. He got subbed straight well, a
2: trying to backheel. No, yeah. you're trying to backheel like a nothing. Like he had an easy oh, chance was to try to spin like that, on yeah. it and yeah. showboat in unnecessarily. Simon Hughes from The
1: Athletic, the journalist, was saying a story where he turned up to Melbourne to do an interview with Balotelli and um, he sat in the cafeteria with Balotelli and his phone went off and it was on the table and Balotelli um, looked at it and then put it down and then 10 seconds later went, he said, I need to go to the toilet. So obviously the journalist was like, oh yeah, no problem. So, yeah. um, Baltelli left his bag and stuff where he was, but took his phone with him. And um, Simon Hughes was to say, like literally 30 seconds later, there was all like windows in the cafeteria where they were having the interview, and that's all he could see was this massive car rocking up outside, and just this bloke running across the pictures, getting into the car and driving off. And he looked down and he was like, I'm sure that's Mario Baltelli. Just mid-interview, <laughs> just literally just legged in mid-interview, just left everything where he was
0: doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's just like, and literally. again,
2: I mean, that's one of the most mild stories you could say about the club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember the fireworks involved. when they sold him Liverpool, um, a story of the owners actually planning a party just because they've <laughs> managed to sell him. Like, how is that not a red flag?
0: I can't wait for the documentary on this boy.
2: Oh. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Thankfully, Klopp came in and he didn't have that new manager thing of, oh, I can work with him. He just came in and went, no, you're not worth it. You (laughs) really are not worth it.
0: Here's a bag you left behind.
2: (laughs) All the best. (laughs) So, uh, my next pick, I could do the same and just say his name, David (laughs) Luiz. Like, imagine your team, right, who's struggling, really struggling the last few years, especially defensively. Reputable club, you could attract a lot of good, good talent. And... You need someone just to come in, lead by example, sort the team out, give them a solid base to work off because they got a good young players coming through. You had like Joel Willuck-Saka. All these players were on the books last summer uh, when he came in and uh, summer before last even. And you think, right, let's have someone in who can just work with these and give us a solid foundation. And David Luiz is the last name on the list out of anyone in football at that time to be that guy. Um, he broke the record for the most penalties conceded in a single season by a player. He, I think he had the red card record last season for most red cards in a season. Yeah. It didn't work out, and I think when it happened, the majority of football were like, "What? I've, like this is the last thing Arsenal need. Yeah. And, yeah, the fact he still gets in the Arsenal team most weeks, I think, says a lot about the problems at Arsenal.
0: Well, even after all, that's so after restart, he got sent off against Man City, didn't he? And then a few other things. And then they re signed him again. They offered him a new contract. And you're like, well, all the talk was he's gone. Like, he, there's no way they're re signing him. And then came on, contract.
2: Came on for a ninja player 20 minutes in, didn't he? And then he gets, yeah. scores an own goal, an error leads, or gives away a penalty, an error leads to the goal, and then gets sent off. And and he but, still gets in the team. It's, he, had, Wolves- he had to go. He had to goal last summer it's ridiculous he didn't, so yeah I'm putting that, doomed to fail and it majorly has Good pick Alex, get Good pick
0: Alex, get. Um, Right, there's there's two I could pick from and one of them is really obvious but I don't want to pick it because it's too obvious um, so I'm going to do a person, I'm just going to say a name and I'm kind of still in the middle, I don't know where I sit, I know what you guys would say I know you'd say it's crap Hmm. there's a little soft spot for him and that is Musa Sissoko. Now he played an absolute garbage team in Newcastle, got relegated, did nothing for them, no fight, nothing, didn't score, didn't do anything for midfield, no assists, nothing and then they've gone down, nobody really cares. Spurs go there last day, they've lost the league title, they smash a 5-1, he scores a goal, I think it was a pretty good goal and somebody at Spurs has gone, oh I reckon we could get him, maybe cheap, they've just gone down, maybe we can Nick him for, I don't know, 10, 15 mil, 20 million at a push. But no, Spurs go, no nah, screw that. We'll give Newcastle 31.5 million. 31.5 million. I remember back in the day, 30 million was like, oh my God, we just signed like a world-class player like Chelsea, Shonjo, or something like that.
2: And then you're like... Or Danny Drinkwater.
0: Or oh, Danny Drinkwater, yeah. And to be fair, Sissoko, he he went through a lot of shit with Spurs fans, but he is kind of loved by them now. I, I think out of pity more than anything else Just because he is I don't know what he is He just isn't very good But I don't know The jury said out to him But it could be a good sign in it's Five years down the line Oh he's just shit
2: <laughs> No it can't I don't know I think... <laughs> No I mean five
0: years from when we signed him to no
2: you could, I don't,
0: But Musa I don't know what you're doing to me With Moose
2: I don't think I've ever thought I was doomed to fail just because I thought, he is bang average. Yeah. That's an average sign-in. And <laughs> he is still bang average.
1: The expectation was never high nor low. It was just, yeah. it is
2: what it is.
0: Yeah. It is, I think it's more the money thing for me, going. Yeah, that's true. We could expect it to be on someone else.
2: But I don't think there it's there ever registered me there was that much. No, I didn't know I've got a shot. It's one point right. a it's lot mad. of cash. That's mad. There we are. <laughs> See you home, Sims.
1: Interestingly enough, I also had David Luiz as one of my options. But I had David Luiz on a different move. Oh. Now, I had him. So, David Louise, he came for Benfica to Chelsea. All good. You know, he, he did quite well. But then, obviously, his career started. He, he started to show the fragility that he's got to the back. Yeah. Chelsea looking to get rid. And they find a buyer. And this buyer are dull enough to pay £50 million for David Luiz. <laughs> now, this is the world thing. This isn't even my shout. I've I'm, I'm, I'm just given you the back story now. So they finally flog him to Paris. He goes to £50 million. And you're thinking, wow, Chelsea, that is hell of a move. To so have sold him for £50 million, you have robbed them blind. But then Chelsea go back and <laughs> sign him from Paris. And not only that, they spent £35 million on him. <laughs> so you've had this guy in the building. You know all his, all his flaws. You've sold him after robbing another team. And then you're dull enough to go back and am him. <laughs> but I'm not gonna talk about Louise, because he's already been done. My one. And I'll be honest, I thought of this and I was walking around earlier on, thinking about it in high school because we were so young, okay, I don't think it registers with us until you think about it how mental this is. And I picked it because I know as well that you two are gonna enjoy us. Okay. So if I was to tell you the name Muhammad Yavuz, okay. <sighs> That is the Turkish citizenship name of a certain footballer. Okay? Now, I'll give you one guess each. First name off top of your head, who do you think that is?
0: Can you say the name again?
1: Muhammad Yavuz. And I don't so, know, in, is in, he Turkish? it will in no way help you at all. Is he Turkish at all? No, he's not. Um, he, he couldn't be further away from being Turkish.
2: Okay. Um.
1: But when you take citizenship in Turkey, you have to have a Turkish name. So, this player, when he, when he gained citizenship, that was the Turkish name he was given. Calling Kazim <laughs> Richards. It's a good effort. It's too far too logical an answer though.
0: I'm, I'm just trying to think of players who've played in Turkey.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'm going to go Stephen Cocker.
1: Again, logical. However, <laughs> this isn't the guy. Because, our man went from <laughs> Fenerbahce to Paris Saint-Germain. £14,000,000. But it's after it's what he does after us. Now, if I was to tell you that this player, okay, and if you look it up, on his, on his Wikipedia, and I'm reading out directly from his Wikipedia, he also served as a mentor at the time for young Brazilian footballer Ronaldinho during his time in Paris. Now, you've been a mentor of Ronaldinho. You've, you've give, been given citizenship in Turkey. Okay? You've cost, you've cost £14,000,000 you have just played the World Cup, the logical move, therefore, is to up sticks, leave Paris, leave the, the, dash, the, the bright lights of Paris, and move to both Wanderers. Go and play for Big Sam. Go and be J.J. O'Cotcha, the man so good they named him twice, he joined Big Sam. Like, honestly, like think about that now, that is absolutely mental. I he's gone as a bad being a move? No, I, I think
2: it's unbelievable it, you move. You
1: mentioned Big Sam. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think it's an unbelievable, thinking about it now, like, in hindsight, it is an unbelievable move. He's gone from being £14 million worth, Paris Saint-Germain, the key man, mentoring Ronaldinho, <laughs> and he's gone, do you know what? I fancy a changer. Do I <laughs> don't want to stay in Paris? He turned around to Mrs Ococha and gone, I know where we're going. The Reebok <laughs> Stadium.
0: Go Bolton.
1: That's where we're going. <laughs> we're going to visit the land of Paddy, what uh, was it, Paddy McGuinness and Peter Kay. <laughs> Honestly, God, it's unbelievable. Like, I thought about it, no, actually, I think it's unbelievable.
2: Genuinely unbelievable. It is actually unbelievable it worked out. Like, I'm not just That him, whole like, squad. Like, that Yuri Jokov, Fernando Hierro, Ivan Campo. Yeah, it's mad. <sighs> What's those his name? Like, those were the days. Hierro. Uh,
0: uh, Hierro, yes. yeah.
2: Felix, Euros, yeah.
1: Giannacopoulos. Euros is a four-winner.
0: This is um, why David. me and Birk love Big Sam. It's an unbelievable... Look at the, Give Big Sam the keys and this guy can get <laughs> through the world, honestly.
1: Honestly, when you think about it, though, J.J. Kocha going there. So he was, you know, he's Nigerian captain. He's just been a paris man. thing is, well, it wasn't even like it was a one-year signing. You say four years of Bolton. Unbelievable. He was he's a really... He, a captain. Did he go straight to <laughs> Hull from there as well? Uh, he went from Bolton to... He went to Qatar somewhere. And then so. he went back to Hull then for a season. But honestly, it's so a Hull and back. It's, it's like, I just, I just, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in your your household when he tells him, he says, Oh, love, pack up the bags, pack our bags <laughs> up, pack kids up. We're leaving Paris. we the board. Eiffel
2: Tower.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, he goes from the Eiffel Tower to Bloody Blackpool Tower on a weekend.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it's
0: an unbelievable pick. JJ. One that worked out.
2: Yeah. Brilliant. It's nice to end on a big Sam fixing things. Oh, it's always nice, eh? As it's always.
0: always. Nice. <laughs> Any uh, honourable mentions?
2: Uh, I had one. If one of mine were picked, I was going a slightly different route to mine, Claudio Ranieri. I know it's not a player, but it's. I remember having a long debate in a hospital waiting room with my dad about Claudio Ranieri going to Leicester. And I remember me just slitting him, going, what the hell are they thinking? What more could they want? Like... <laughs> What what can Ranieri give the Pearson can't and all this and then he gives them like the most incredible season. So that's when I got massively wrong.
1: Two, oh, two. Remember Burke's I... well, dad is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine.
0: Um, two, I had I had Adibayor when he came to Spurs. Obviously, you know, for obvious reasons to the Arsenal thing, just didn't yeah. think it would
2: work. But do you think it okay. that- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any Spurs I, I fail I just like. Well, yeah, I would I say, know. yeah, it was. Awful. I wouldn't say failed, but I wouldn't say he succeeded. But yeah,
0: I, I think the most obvious one, surprise, one of you didn't go for it, but I'm glad you didn't. Was Andy Carroll?
2: I didn't think at the time it was do. I was really excited about well, it. Somebody
0: must have thought something because he could bought say five million.
2: Yeah, yeah I think. So
1: again, a player. Everything you read about that, though, it, it, it was destined to fail from the very beginning. Yeah. I mean. Looking back, like, yeah. Like he yeah. said himself at the day, didn't he, that he wanted to fail his man I mean <laughs>
2: That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> I think at mind. the time I was still caught up in the romance with like Dag being in charge. Yeah. like and when he played, it was all about big man, little man partnerships, and now he's throw throwback, you got Suarez and Carroll. I'm like, Yes, yes, let's do it. So I was actually <laughs> really excited by it. And first six months when he was fit, I remember his debut, Man City scored 2. Uh, Chelsea, FA Cup, finally came off the bench. I think it was, and he changed the game. Everton semi-final, scored. He he was having moments, and then it did really tail off. And yeah, it was a disaster. Okay,
0: he's number seven of Newcastle. So
2: there we go. Yeah. It all works out in the end. Yeah, it's fine. It's been for Steve Bruce, brilliant.
0: Um, Baker, I think we have some time. So do you want to do your question? What did I bring up?
2: Yeah definitely So um, it, I don't think it'll take too long But definitely. basically it's um, So let's All imagine Euro 20 or Euro twenty twenty one 21 now starts yeah. tomorrow As three proud Welshman where the manager of England Oof. Who makes England 11 For the first game Friday everyone is fit Fardi not included obviously Evan who it would normally play is fit. Just make easy so we're not debating. Let's say four three three. That's the most standard formation. Okay. 3 four three three. We start at the back. Um goalkeeper, who are we saying?
0: Are we saying who we think it will be or who we
2: want? Uh, no, who we who we would pick. I would, who, I would pick Nick Pope. But Nick Pope would be my I think as well. he will he would pick. I'd also pick Nick Pope. Yeah, I think he's number one. Right back, there's a few right backs breaking through a season, and Trent. what seems to just named as had the worst mm. season. Or has had the worst season. Or. Don't get it. He's a talent. I, I think it.
0: does Gareth Southgate, because I'm sure he hasn't played Trent right back a lot. He's not. Uh, sure he's he's up. Up. I, I I don't watch England a lot, so I don't know. But
2: it's probably um, one of the positions they're strongest. Obviously, they've got you've got Kyle Walker, Lampy. Rhys James, James Marty yeah. Cash has had a brilliant season. Not that I think he's going to break in. Trippier. Um just simply for Yeah, you got. Yeah. I didn't realize the list was that long, actually, as, <laughs> as I was saying. They are all. Not one of them can touch Chad Alexander Arnold. I'm also going to start Trent as my right <laughs> back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: For the first game, at
2: least. See where it goes. And then I think. I think uh, Hen, as long as Hen does on the kind of right to that midfield, I think yeah. that. So that's a spoiler for later on. Um, <laughs>
0: Left
2: back. I would have said Chilwell, but obviously he's not playing now. Uh, I'd go Luke Shaw. Yeah, uh, I think he's yeah. had a very good season. I, I think, think he's played them too. To a point, you got a reward, yeah. kind of the form going into it. Um You could argue like you're Kyle Walker playing left back, maybe. I still go Chillwell because
1: this is if this isn't on form,
2: is it? This is just it feels to much. It was, tomorrow, if it was if it was tomorrow, but on form at at the moment, yeah. like right now, if I'm picking my best eleven going into a yeah, game tomorrow, Trent doesn't play. Yeah, but I think he, I would play Trent because I think Trent's his quality is his yeah. quality. Yeah, and I think well, a lot of the tr- tr- uh, struggles he's having is kind of impacted by the team because he plays in defence.
1: I mean, you've got to pick Luke Shaw because he's playing very well. But if you, if I was to just have it, just if I was going to be allowed to choose, like, you know, just
2: without having to think of right now. Ben well, all day ahead of him, personally. Yeah. I agree with that. Centre back partnership. So we'll just chuck some names out and then we'll pick two. So uh, the first one I wrote down was Tyrone Mings. I think he's had the best season out of the lot. Um, and then you always got High Maguire, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer. I oh, don't. <laughs>
0: he's getting nowhere near our squad. Uh,
2: Michael it. Keane's had a few caps. Um,
0: Shame Gomez
2: can't play. John Stones. Yeah, John Stones. Sure then you've got the two Burnley boys. To be quite
1: honest, I think I'd probably end up going Stones Maguire. No, Stones Mings.
0: I'd say that that sounds like the best of both. Stones Mings good on the yeah. ball. Both athletic, quick.
2: Yeah, I'd go with that. Stone Mings, that. yeah, and I don't think they I don't think they have played for England together. Uh, they so sound think, like
0: they might complement each other.
2: Yeah, I think that could work out actually if someone yeah. can keep up the form he's in, and like if this is how good he is, not just like a purple patch.
0: Yeah, it's for me. I don't think Maguire, because I know any other team. If 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 Gareth's got some backbone,
2: I I wouldn't. I
0: wouldn't have. An you can like, especially tournament football. You got to have quick defenders these days. You can't have a bust in the back again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no.
2: I hundred percent agree. So so I far, have the X eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Just to recap, our goalkeeping back for Pope, Trent, Stones, Mings, and we're kind of mixed. I think that's who... I, I, I would have got Shaw. Shaw, so we've got Shaw as our left-back. Uh, we call it 2-1. Same goal.
0: birthday as me, got to go with him. <laughs>
2: um, Midfield, midfield three. So, um, based on our conversation earlier, I actually pencilled in Declan Rice. As kind of the holder, and then I've got Hendo on one on Trent's side and Phil Forden on the other as my midfield three. That's Rice Hendo Forden. Feel free to track names in. I,
0: I'd i go Hendo in mid Holden, and I put him as captain. I think that's a no brainer, Hendo captain. And then I would put oh, God. So, anyway, I'm going to put two cams, you no know, two tens. Yeah. Um, uh, current form. First game, maybe Madison and Grealish, Foden on the bench, bring him on.
2: Oh, I think oh, you're gonna get absolutely overrun though, yeah.
1: You?
0: you could ju- well yeah. it's the first game, that's
2: you know, I don't think I'm gonna play. But Well this is your ideal first 11 going into it. So, so yeah. this whether is whether first you get game the final, or if you're in the final this is, plays, this yeah. is your idea of the team, yeah. yeah I think you play. Um,
0: you've got that many good players in those positions, I think you've got to play two of them. I wouldn't like to see Hendo and Rice and then maybe Grealish. I would say Grealish playing the left, actually. Yeah, I've got Grealish on the left. Um, there. Yeah. But then you've got Sterling. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think if you you have got... Like, Come back to me. That front three, and then also if you're fitting in a mad or Ford in midfield, I feel yeah. it's important to have two more balanced in there. Yeah. That's how I'd go.
1: What... I agree with Henderson, skipper, 100% for me. And obviously, he starts for that reason as well. Not just because he's captain, but he's also the best midfielder they got. Um, I hate the fact I got a Phil Foden, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean. am such an irrational hate of Phil Foden, but you just cannot not play him. Yeah. He'd be on the left. And then I'm just trying to think of the other. I'm not sold on Declan Rice. I didn't say it later on because we moved on, but I'm more with Batsy's Campier. I just. Yeah. I th- I feel like if he was in English, fifty million pound would be laughed
2: at. Well, I'll read out some names of other players who've been capped lately to see if they'd make a team. So we've got uh, Mason Mount, um, no. Calvin Phillips, James Ward-Prowse, um, Chamberlain, Ross Barkley, Deli Ali. No. those are the kind of next in line. I say what
1: price would give you in total football is is a presence so defensively he's, he's a big boy and he's sort of caught you know set pieces he could cover you so I would probably end up agreeing with Burke where I'd go Rice, Henderson on the right
2: to cover in, Trent in, in then his, because then that's it, when Trent exactly. is best
1: and it's it's almost like the Liverpool thing anyway not it's like yeah. so Henderson's in front you go Fabinho would be Rice forward and then on the left can do, he can do what he wants because he's just that handed. Yeah. but Henderson would become also your he's like your 6-8 isn't he yeah. so I'd probably end up agreeing with that
0: Nice. Uh, I'm sticking with my midfield. Screw it.
2: Which was? Which was Henderson, Hendo,
0: Madison and Greenish.
1: I tell you what, if John Henderson managed to get through a 25-day tournament, having to play in our midfield.
0: Well, you'd rotate, you rotate, you'd have to rotate. Take um, the boys, come in, Calvin Phillips, you know, whoever.
2: <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, Trent, uh, Trent, Hendo would never play again after that. God <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um. Right from three N. Um. Well, we know Kane up front for everyone. Yeah. yeah and so it's just a case of who's either side. And for me, I've got Grealish on the left and Sterling on the right. Same. Mm, Same. Not for me. I I don't see Sterling doing well
0: at all on the right. I guess, in the left. Um. And then Sancho on the right. Thanks Any other me.
2: names? I,
1: Hmm. I I don't I don't believe in the I I am not so on James Marlison starting out for three. If he is gonna play, I agree, no. but he has to play in yeah. a deeper role. Yeah. Um I also do I actually get the Sterling idea of playing him on the left. Um but then I think it would end up anyway naturally just being more instead of a four three three, it'd be more of a
2: Sterling just off Kane with Grealish just doing what the hell he wants. Yeah which you could afford because you'd have Trent Vaughan yeah. on so much. Exactly. And H- Hendrick, throw it in cover that side. It's the left-hand side. You need a bit more discipline, which I think Grealish gives you because he is more of a like drops deep, picks up the ball kind of player anyway. So I think it's a good balance to our team, actually.
1: And, and what I would say with Sancho, the reason I wouldn't even consider this after him is I, every time I see him, I just find he comes in and out of game so much. Like, he needs to take over games. and Yeah. And obviously, I only see him when he plays against the top teams because I only see him Champions League now. and in the odd Bundesliga game, but I wouldn't feel comfortable. If it was
2: between, like, next in line for me, using Sancho, it's Rashford.
0: God, yeah, we didn't even yeah. talk about Rashford. Yeah.
2: Rashford wouldn't, I think Sancho would no, be I, ahead of Rashford. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, um, Rashford. Rashford, obviously, by all, definitely plays in the squad. Yeah. Good cover for the wide and striker. Good tournament player to take. Do you King know? Do you
1: know what we're saying, though, about your writing the Rashford book? Is, thinking about it, though, Rashford would probably be a very good option with Kane. With Kane's passing the way it is this, these days, the closest to Son is Rashford.
0: Yeah.
1: In terms mm-hmm. of he'll spin and go behind. Jack yeah. Grealish isn't going to spin and go behind. He's okay. going to want it. So if you're actually looking to kind of complement each other, you probably argue
2: playing Rashford against Grealish is the better fit. I don't know. I think Grealish could then give the support that Kane. probably hasn't got at Spurs because Son isn't the best like known for his like delivery or his quality on the ball he's just explosive isn't he yeah and um so I think Grealish would be better suited to actually getting goals for Kane, as opposed to relying on Kane giving goals to other people Mm -hmm. I I think
0: it just shows if England all win a tournament in the next few
1: someone's done something wrong because I think if
2: they're going into it with three at the back or five at the back or whatever you want to look at That's already okay. See you, Southgate.
1: I had this. I had this exact discussion with one of the boys today. I wouldn't even put England in the in the top four to win it, because until you've got a good a, a world class centre back and a qu and a centre and a goalkeeper who's world class, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like you can have all the tack, you wouldn't. I genuinely look at them. I I don't see them being able to compete with the top teams. Doesn't matter how good they
2: are. At the top. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think... The dark horse, definitely. Yeah, I think dark horse, just cause, as long as you can get some sort of organisation into that defence, I don't think you need that world-class player to lead you. I think it's just about getting them organised, which, that's another problem with the players they've got, is they're crap. not... Yeah, they are crap. <laughs> but I think as long as you get some sort of organisation there, you can kind of rely on those attacking players to get goals for you.
0: Um, yeah, I know, I know for like a three say they get to knockouts so over three or four games if they're on form and scoring goals they'll blast teams
2: yeah that's Horse. but I they'll also agree team. I don't think they're top four top five favourites going into a tournament yeah. although that team we've just made actually is looking pretty tasty mm-hmm.
0: Gareth's got a headache there we right thanks for the question Beck. nice one to end on pleasure as always and speak to you next week guys cheers all the best see you